Bota Podcast, Worldviews and Culture, with the Albanian American Perspective. I'm your host, Leonita. Um, thanks for joining us. If this is your first time coming to the podcast, welcome. And if you've been here for a while, thanks for coming back. Uh, today, I talk to an entrepreneur, a blogger, and also a fellow podcaster, Kranara Aliu. Welcome. Kernara, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. I'm excited to have you on today. Um, it's kind of funny, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I remember when I was starting off a podcast and I was like researching and looking up, you know, like different people like out there who have done things or like podcasters. And I, I ran across your podcast, The Hustle and Heart, last year, I think it was, um, when I was really getting into it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, she's so cool. Like, I really like this. So it kind of ex- inspired me actually to really get into my podcast and, you know, work at it because I saw yours. I was like, wow, I really like this girl, like her ideas and concepts. So, with that, like, I kind of want to get to know you a little bit better. Like, where are you from? Kind of like, go into, you know, what you do and how you got into this. Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. This mm-hmm. is uh, such a pleasure. And it's so flattering hearing that. That's one of the main reasons I got into what I do is like to inspire people. And my podcast is mostly focused on, you know, mindset and self-development, professional development. So knowing that at least for some people I'm doing that, it's it's really exciting. And it's I'm a little nervous, to be honest, being here because I'm not used to being in a seat. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's different. It's, it's exciting. But it's cool. It gives you perspective. I guess now we know as podcast hosts what our guests feel like. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. So a bit about myself. So my family is from Southern Macedonia, from an area called Prespa. And it's mostly Albanians and Turks that live there. And they immigrated quite a while ago. So I grew up in Toronto, Canada. So for all of the Canadian listeners. And so it's it's really exciting being able to meet so many Albanians also from the U.S. like yourself. And mm-hmm. being able to network with you guys through social media. It's really exciting. And there's so many talented Albanians out there right now, making us proud. You know, typically as a child of immigrants, my parents worked really hard. So we all go through basically the same struggles where we wanna make sure we go to university. We wanna make sure we get a good job. Even though I had done all of that, I did an undergrad degree. I then became a high school teacher. I did that for a little while. Um, And then I did grad school um, in higher education. And so now my career, I would say, is mostly in higher education. So I work for a university. We do recruitment. We do marketing, admissions, program coordinating. So it is fulfilling, but I always had all of these side hustles growing up because anyone you ask would say I'm very artistic and creative. You know, I dabbled in blogging. I was a photographer for a few years, which was really fun and exciting and successful. But I still felt like, you know what? I'm not changing the world, taking pictures for people. I'm not changing the world or making a global impact blogging about hair products or makeup. That got really old for me very quickly. And so that's what led me to the podcast is the opportunity to make, I guess, 
a difference on a global scale. It could definitely like this is a new area of discussion and showcasing different ideas and talents and all of that. But it's hard, right? <laughs> to do like a podcast, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time to do it. So the fact that you're striving for it, even though you are, you know, working at the university and, you know, you have that, you're doing good with that and you're, you know, you have your career, but you feel like you still want to create something that's kind of like your own. I looked at your website and your, you know, your Instagram feed and everything. I just like really love the design of it. It's like so clean. It's so fresh and it's like so creative. So you feel like you have that creative mindset in a lot of things that you do. I would say being successful, especially on social media these days, it's a bit shallow at times because it all comes down to how like aesthetically pleasing your feed's going to be or your website or your, or how interesting your content's going to be. So having my photography background really helped with that. But to anyone interested in getting started or they want to become like an influencer or a blogger, we live in a time right now where you can literally learn everything off of like YouTube. And there's so many influencers as well that share all their secrets on perfect lighting or, you know, how to frame a photo properly. So to everyone who is maybe not so naturally artistically inclined, but they also want to get involved and start creating content, I say just go for it. I mean, no one started as a professional. And as you start posting more content, you are going to improve. Even when I first became a photographer, like I was not the best Yes, I was a bit artistic, but comparing my work, I would say in like 2014 compared to 2019 was like night and day. It all comes down to practice, like no matter what field you get into, as long as you take the time to sort of put in the work. And I'm sure you know how much time it takes up to build content daily and put stuff out. Even your feed, like it's so aesthetically pleasing. I'm I'm working on it. I'm definitely trying. It's I always like get in my head though when I create something and I'm like like how do other people think it's just gonna look good is it too like busy is it too clean is it too you know what I mean like you always get in your head about like everything to me that's the hardest part is trying to find you know what I think is gonna look right but once you have like an idea trying to be consistent with it I feel like that definitely has a big part of it too I've learned that once you find what you're trying to express and just kind of sticking with that (laughs) But then also not being too strict on yourself where you're like, oh, you can only post like this kind of stuff. But, you know, just feeling free to be like, just be who you are and and post whatever you feel is what you're inspired by or whatever it is. It's a lot. It's very time consuming. But at the same time, it's a lot of vulnerability to be able to constantly have to post like content, personal content, your own opinion about stuff. Um, insight into your life a lot of the influencers now who are gaining a lot of followers that's happening because they share so much so it is at the same time like it's a lot of work but it pays off I guess in the long run and I think as a podcast host sometimes that is like you're like well this is an interview about the guest not really about me and I feel like maybe that's why I find it to be more of an easy out easier outlet for me to still create content, to expose, you know, what I'm thinking in a certain way, but still like, I always feel like, well, it's, it's really about these people. It's not really about me. 
That's so funny. I feel the same way. It's nice because I get to bring on guests who really inspire me and I love what they're doing. And that shows a bit of like my own interest. But at the end of the day, it's about their story. So kind of tell us a little bit about your podcast, um, Hustle and Heart. What was about it that you're like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it's about. Kind of go into the story of it. Basically, I guess for a few years now, I've been heavily into like professional development, self-development, entrepreneurship, having already been a blogger, been a photographer. I realized I was listening to so many podcasts almost every day. So on my commute to work or home from work, at the gym, just in the car. And I thought, you know what, what an awesome way to learn more about topics you're interested in or people that are inspiring is to, you know, be able to interview them on your own. So that's sort of what sparked it. I basically just got onto YouTube, got onto Google, figured out how it all works. I had a friend at the time who was also starting a podcast and we had interviewed one another. And um, that was sort of my first, I would say, experience podcasting and I'm like this is actually so fascinating and so much fun and I'm like this is such a great way to also put out content that again is not just pretty photos or you know content that's a bit surface level and yeah just about hair and makeup and or like the latest place you visited or like yeah. the best background shot or whatever. Yeah, like vacation. The city is so pretty. Like I want to take a photo. Yeah, that got really old to me really quick. So I realized this would be the best way for me to, you know, learn more about topics that I'm passionate about. And at first I thought professional development and self-development is kind of too niche. And it's not something that everyone is very passionate about. Right. It's and it can be boring for a lot of people too. Okay, I'll focus on four main topics. So the podcast is basically supposed to talk about all things trending for beauty, wellness, mindset, and business. So this way it was, you know, I'm sort of covering a bunch of different topics that I'm passionate about and I'm able to have on a larger variety of guests. And and it's something that's interesting and something that you are passionate about like you still want to talk about even though you want to do professional development but you still have that in you like I want to know about you know different trends things are happening like beauty stuff like that like incorporating both like all those different areas I think is really cool because you don't want to limit yourself to just one thing you want to have that open option of getting all the different kinds of sorts of ideas and people on there and talking about all those different topics. I like that concept for sure. You think about it, like podcasts out there, there's a lot of different ones out there, but people are only, I feel like, consumed by the very popular ones. The ones that are maybe like ours, like more smaller, I feel like they're more unique, more intriguing because the people that we talk to are like real life people. Not like these high, like super, like unattainable, like people that you don't, don't really have a chance to like maybe meet or whatever, but it's like people that you know in the community or that have been inspiring to you and 
almost more like attainable to see like how somebody just like a regular person can go and be something maybe at a higher end or their success stories. I've always find that super fascinating. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's exactly what you say. It's interviewing the people around you who are, who you find inspiring that you may be friends with or maybe from the community or you might have heard about. I also interviewed a few Albanian Americans from different states in the U.S. Um, one was the founder of Tsukreta, which many people may know as the clothing, Albanian clothing company. And that was really exciting, being able to sort of you know, introduce her to a Canadian audience. So that was a really memorable episode. I also did one with uh, Maggie or Margarita Samai, who's from New York. And she's like, I don't even know how to describe her. She's so interesting, so talented. She's like a lawyer and an author and just this amusing human being and being able to do a podcast with her uh, right around the time when her book uh, just came out. It was called Clipping Our Wings and it was all about Albanian women. So it was stories like that that I found so inspiring that I wanted to share with my audience. But it wouldn't have been possible without these people who are you know, normal human beings, but are passionate about these similar topics, are passionate about their culture. So they turn it into a clothing line or are passionate about the the struggles and, you know, the sexism that goes on in our culture, writing plays and writing books on it to bring awareness. I think that's what really brings out change. And the catalyst, I would say, for my podcast is be able to showcase those stories and have everyone be inspired and try and do something like that on their own. We need that more and more. Like, that's why, like, I love to support, you know, you and, you know, to have, like, support each other because there's so many stories out there. There's no way that just, like, one person can, like, grab them all. So, like, having, you know, as many as we can out there to just continue to grow and share and and it's so awesome to see like our Albanian Americans or Albanians like showcase their success. Do you also interview people that are not Albanian? It wasn't supposed to be Albanian because podcast was meant just to focus on anyone in these four topics that had, you know, a story to tell or um, it was a field that they were working on. But as I sort of was searching and doing research, on people to interview so many of these people are Albanian yeah by chance so like through that networking I was able to build some relationships with them over social media yeah I would say a handful of my guests that I had on my first season were predominantly Albanian and you know looking back I was I really didn't intend for this but I would say, like, I'm very proud of it. They're doing such great things. They're not Albanian-focused. So anyone listening, if you're interested in any of those fields, you can definitely apply to be on the second season if you want, which is uh, on my website. But yeah, with, with everything that Albanians in the community are doing right now, I wanted to give them an outlet. I wanted to give them, you know, the chance to share their their art. That's what we did, I guess. Before I knew that you were from Canada, I thought you were from New York. 
for real. I was like, oh, this girl's from New York. She sounds like a New Yorker. So funny. Yeah, we, we get the, I guess the Toronto accent sometimes. Uh, we definitely have a bit of, uh, I guess, that edgier tone or I don't know what I would call it. The Albanian accent does come out sometimes too in certain words I say. I guess that's why I vibe so well with so many of the Albanians from New York too. I feel like, I don't know, we really get each other somehow. Yeah, I want to shout out to my New York listener, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, wherever you are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like those Albanians in those areas, like they're so supportive for like so many different people. I'm like, dude, like you guys are like freaking cool. <laughs> like always supporting like Albanians wherever they are. I love that because I have a lot of listeners from there and like followers and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, you guys are and cool <laughs> like thank you have you been to new york area yeah and i actually have a lot of family in in new york and new jersey and connecticut as well um yeah there's a lot of albanians from macedonia and those states too yeah i i look back at the past year and how many friends i've made like albanian friends from new york that we've just connected because they're like you know artists or authors or naturopaths or or lawyers, or mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. I'm like, you guys are really like chasing your dreams down there. Like, they're really making it happen. Yes, yes. And music and all that stuff too. There's a lot of music people out there. Like, I guess that makes kind of sense because New York is like that city where you go to to try to be something or make it, yeah, make it big or whatever. So it's really cool to see it. Just the, the support you get from like New Yorkers and them. It's just, it's a different, it's a different. So you, you're you finished with your season one, working on season two. Kind of what can we expect, you know, from this coming up season that you got going on? A lot more episodes are going to be focused on wellness and mindset. Um, I'm going to also start incorporating a few solo episodes because I haven't done any actually yet in season one. And as we were talking before, it's it's such a good way to connect with your audience. Um, they can learn more about you, what you're interested in. There's gonna be also a lot of, I'm gonna do some book reviews. I'm gonna do some, you know, giveaways linked with that as well. Uh, I do have a few more interviews with people from the US, Albanian Americans, so that's exciting. It's gonna be a lot of, new content now that I have season one that's been established. Um, but yeah, as we said, you know, showing the audience, I guess, a bit more about the hosts. I like that idea to kind of get to know you a little bit more. I've been doing that a little bit as well, which, but I find when I, when you're just talking to your audience on your own, it's like a different way of talking. It's like a different interaction. I don't know. I find it kind of cool. So I'm excited to that you're having that kind of segment in your podcast as well. It's mostly going to be topics because I feel like a lot of people who talk to me, one of the main questions they ask me is, well, how did you get started? What did you do? So being able to go to have a few episodes where I go in depth about, you know, what my steps were or some resources that have really helped me and sort of sharing that journey in hopes of you know inspiring people to get started on their own is is what the intention behind it is so I think a lot of people are looking for that to try to start on their own and having like a place and a resource for that 
you know, somebody who's been there. Um, I'm excited for that for you. Yay. What do you feel like you've learned during this process of like, you know, you you did your photography, you did your blog, now you're doing a podcast. Like, what is your biggest lesson from this whole thing? It's a really good question. Um, there's so many, to be honest, but I would say the most influential lesson so far has been to trust the process. When I got started as a blogger and as a photographer, uh, my photography business actually grew really quickly. And it got to the point where I was, you know, doing engagement photo shoots. I was um, being hired to shoot like entire weddings. Um, it really blew up and I was getting so much great feedback from the community. And I had so many opportunities to work with, um, you know, really talented bloggers to do photo shoots for them. There was one time a few years ago where Pony was visiting Toronto, so one of Albania's, I guess, well-known singers, mostly sings traditional music from mm -hmm. the South, especially for like Southern Albanians. She's like a really big... Huge, for sure. I'm from Kosovo and we freaking love her. Yeah, so she was here for a concert and she was looking for a photographer to do um, some content creation for her. So we spent like all day together. I took her around Toronto. We did a bunch of photo shoots. It was so cool, and it was, and I was like literally inside. I was like fangirling so hard, trying not to make it obvious, you know. And I was, we were like in the car, and my phone was just on iTunes Shuffle, and we're like, you know, it was like Ariana Grande and like J Lo, and then it shuffled to like one of her songs, and then I felt like so exposed <laughs> in the car. <laughs> And then, like, her song starts playing, and then I, like, look over, and she, like, starts singing along to it. Oh, my God. So hilarious. I'm like, oh, I'm exposed. <laughs> Your number one fan. Oh, my God. That's so freaking awesome. I love that. Pony's in my car, and she's singing to her own song. Like, in my, like it was really surreal. <laughs> That's, I guess, a really good memory I have from, like, my photography days. But it was so funny. She was so down to earth. But being able to create, you know, photography content for, you know, such an Albanian superstar was just really inspiring. And I enjoyed it so much. But again, at the end of the day, I was like, but where is this going? Like, what am I doing with this? Yes, I can photograph famous people one day. But apart from it being cool, I would say. Am I really inspiring people to chase their own dreams? Mm -hmm. And to what extent? Mm -hmm. So that's when I sort of got into the whole podcast thing. And my main goal was, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but it felt right. It felt like I was finally on a path of where like blogging and photography took me. And I learned to, you know, really trust the process and that all those skills I built doing photography, learning how to create aesthetically pleasing content is what sort of led me to creating the podcast. And it made things so easy from creating content to putting together the episodes to knowing like how to edit and um, all of those things I wouldn't have known without having gone through the years of blogging and photography. So I think definitely trust the process, whatever you're doing now is going to lead you to something better and maybe to what you're meant to do. 
the number one takeaway people can learn is that there's always going to be, you know, trials or challenges that you need to overcome. But the main goal is to always try and focus on realizing what one of your life purposes is here. So it's not just about your career. It's not just about, you know, looking cool on Instagram, but what am I meant to do here? Like as a human being and how can I really take advantage of, you know, the skills I've acquired throughout the years to bring that purpose to life? That sums it up. I mean, that's some great advice right there. And I sometimes think to myself, I'm like, well, what is this? What is the point of this? Is this going to go anywhere? What am I doing? Like, why am I trying? But I definitely those lessons that you learn through those times and those experiences, they will last for a long time. And you learn from them so that you could grow or to understand to know like, okay, well, I did this and it was great. And I enjoyed it. I see no problem in trying different side hustles or taking on new projects or even changing career paths if you feel like it's no longer aligned with who you want to be or what you believe in. And I think this is now becoming a staple that's much more accepted in our society than it was, you know, a few decades ago, where people switched jobs a lot or did switch career paths. People were like, well, what are you doing? Like, you have to stay in one place if you want to be successful. But I think right now we're in a time where pivoting is such an essential skill to have. And especially when it comes to social media and technology and how we're all sort of connected on this large scale and this large platform, unless you have that, you're not going to be relevant anymore. So the more you keep changing with the times, the more relevant you're going to stay and it's the larger of an impact you're going to have. I definitely am one person who agrees with that. And I, you know, like I said, change is growth. Yeah. It's so true, though. You have to adapt with what's happening in the world around us. The social media is wild right now. It's like the biggest thing. And I wonder for people that do struggle with, like, I'll do it the old traditional way. I don't know. Is that is that dying now? Like those traditional ways of working or building a business? I would say it would be more difficult if you don't have a growth mindset. So if you're really stuck to like these traditional comfort zones of, you know, I have to stay in my job for this many years if I want to work my way up. But how happy are you in those 10 years where you're not yet in the position you want to be? And I think the phrase that they refer to this is, is like you're stuck in like this future mindset. And you're never really present. And I think being present is, it's actually a skill that's really overlooked. Unless you learn how to sort of enjoy where you are right now and enjoy what you're learning right now, you're always going to feel like you won't be happy until you become like the CEO or until you have like 10K followers on Instagram. But at the end of the day, what are you really chasing? You can't really chase happiness in that way. You have to be happy for the moments you are in right now. That's another reason why things like gratitude, things like mindfulness are becoming so much more popular now, because I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that those are essentially what really matter in life is focusing on the moment, focusing on how much you've achieved so far and being grateful for that. And only when you are grateful for that, 
are the other things going to start to develop for you. Ooh, that's a lot to take in and I love every single word of it. It's so true, that mindfulness, that intent of being in the moment. That's something I've been practicing all year long. Yeah. I think maybe since the whole like lockdowns, I think people really also realize that they're like, whoa, you know, because everybody had to stop. Took a look at their lives and they're like, well, what's, you know, what am I doing now? What is going on? Like, how can I continue to move forward now that everything's like at this stop and what can you do to continue to be positive and follow your your path whatever it may be yeah definitely it it was one of those things I think a lot of people realize this year for sure I mean I have this was the year that I had started my podcast too so I think that's why it kind of motivated me like okay well no just go for it just do it you know what's it gonna what's gonna happen you know if I don't having to quarantine or having to stay home and not being able to go on that vacation in a few weeks or that trip or that event, starting to realize that, you know what, I'm home right now. How happy am I? What am I doing that's really adding to my happiness or helping me get further in my career or in my projects or my side hustles? So having the world kind of pause I think made a lot of people realize that, you know, I have to learn how to be happy in the moment. And what can I do with this time that I have right now? Now that I can't go on the trip, now that I can't go to that party. You're ever learning, like forever growing. And like, I'm ready to get back to the regular world too. Okay, we got it. Like We are mindful now. We understand. And a lot of us are ready to just get back to normal life, whatever that might be. Yeah, I definitely think a lot of people learned a lot from this, even though we're still in it. Hopefully, I mean, things go back to a new normal. We're now able to incorporate everything we learned. Just to get to know you a little bit more, do like, do you like this or that or like your favorites? Have you ever traveled back to like Macedonia or like Albania or any place like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we try and go back every couple of years with my family. We still have a lot of family in Macedonia, um, in Prespa, and a lot of family friends who live in Albania, in Tirana, um, also in Kosovo and in, in Pristina. I have been to all those places in the last few years. It really helps me stay connected to the culture, to the language, to the people. It's also a big staple of your values, right? Your values and, you know, what you want for yourself, what you've learned. And keeping that going and keeping those sort of traditions going is something I'm really grateful for. Because I know a lot of Albanians who also have come here, you know, in recent years. What I see is that they're very inclined to become assimilated so quickly. Maybe because they feel insecure for being a child of immigrants or they feel insecure for, you know, still having an accent maybe. But I think a great lesson I've learned is learning to embrace those things and hold on to the culture, Um, especially having like grown up almost my entire life here. Um, Even when I was young, like I was still put into Albanian school, still did like Albanian dance class. So being into, quote unquote, being forced to go into those classes from a young age, uh, looking back now that I'm in like my 20s, I really am grateful that my parents did that because it's so important. To those people who, you know, are immigrating now, whether they're from Shipri or 
Malizi or Macedonia or Kosovo, I would say, please don't feel insecure about it. Don't feel like, you know, you have to assimilate or you have to like stop speaking the language, things like that. Like embrace who you are. It's a big part of who you are. And we're actually so lucky. But I love that when you were younger, you did the dancing and the classes and think a lot of times our generation of when we came here at a younger age like our parents tried to really like hold on to our culture like as much as we could because we were like maybe the first generation or whatever and they were like no we can't forget like this is our culture and this and this but now people see like that american lifestyle or that and even in canada it's like almost similar to that too they're like, well, I want to be very like Americanized and I want to be like this. And we're the opposite. We're like trying to hold on to like the past of like what we used to do and like those old ways. No, I agree, especially I think for Albanians um, outside of Albania. So like Kosovars or people from Malizi or Albanians from Macedonia, because because we've been in regions where we've often been, you know, treated by others in the area went through you know a lot of trauma with that and had to struggle to hold on to like our religion or our culture or which i feel it's very triggering more for us than it is for albanians from albania because they never really had their culture and their language threatened that way right so that's why i think so many of us that you know my parents have been here for decades and decades and they're still as traditional as day one and that has its pros and cons i admit it but um i feel like because of you know the struggles that albanians went through in the regions outside of albania that's really impacted their desire to really hold on Mm. to you know their culture and their tradition wow i never thought of it that way but now that you're saying it, it's opening my eyes to it. Like, oh my goodness, that is a big part of it. Yeah, I definitely think it is at least. Okay. Yeah, an unpopular opinion maybe, but I think gig sounds like way cooler <laughs> than like Toscalvi, especially now you see like all of the all of the uh like the rappers and the singers from Kosovo mm-hmm. really making us proud and yeah you're all just like really edgy and <laughs> yeah speaking of like music i know you were talking about pony and she's like you know you love pony but what kind of music are you listening to right now like what is your jam recently everything almost i'm really not biased when it comes to music i like all kinds of music there's still a part of me that is a big immigrant in that way like i love i'll always be like on the street just like blasting albanian music which is probably so embarrassing for anyone listening. Yeah, like I love Dafina. She's really cool. Edvana Jata. I love Arabic music as well. Really great Arabic songs. Turkish music. Greek music is even really good. Spanish. So honestly, everything. I even like some country songs. Like I admit that, which is not a genre a lot of people love. I love country, dude. I've been on a country kick for the last couple of years like yeah i think it's since i got kids and when i listen to the radio in the car i'm like nothing like i don't want to listen to like the bad songs country music it is we're gonna talk about loving the country and sipping tequila yeah, 
Do you have anything else that you want to like share or have insight for our listeners? Just that I'm really excited for people to listen to season two. And thank you to all of the people who have subscribed so far. Um, I was going through, you know, my analytics the other day and being able to see that I have listeners from literally almost like 20 countries around the world was so exciting to me and really inspiring. I'm excited to continue to hopefully make a difference uh, as you are. And I know you're going to do really great things with the Bota podcast. Thank you. Very talented people that you're, you know, you're interviewing. Yeah, so kudos to you also for all of your work. Thanks. That really means a lot for sure. But I, I mean, like I told you earlier, like you were my inspiration to like, like look at her like she's going for it so i really pushed me to keep it up so and um your podcast can be available on apple spotify and like kind of everywhere so it's available everywhere the most popular platforms would be apple and spotify and you guys can look it up as hustle plus heart podcast or hustle and heart podcast by kren ali um yeah you guys can also follow me on instagram Hustle and Heart, or at Krenagari. Yeah, I look forward to connecting with you guys and sharing more of what's to come in the future. Yes, so go check her out. Her pages are awesome. Her um, stories, her aesthetic vibe. I'm like scrolling through it right now and I'm like, ooh, this is, oh, I love it. <laughs> so check her out. And then you have a website as well, right? And it's all on your like page. So if anyone wants to just check out you out on Instagram, they can find everything about you on there, right? So you guys can check out the link tree in my bio. There's a lot of great discount codes as well. If you guys are interested in taking advantage of those and visiting my website and to anyone listening, who, you know, is into beauty, wellness, mindset, or business, and is an entrepreneur, wants to come on the podcast, you can also apply to be on season two as well. And that forms on the link tree as well. Awesome. So go check it out. Check out Krenar Alio. And she has a lot to say, a lot of great messages. And check her out on her Instagram and her podcast, Hustle and Heart. I'm so thankful that you sat with me today. I got to learn a little bit about you and it was such a great fun time. I had a blast. This is so, thank you so much for having me, Yonika. Looking forward to interviewing you as well. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can check out her podcast and I'll be on there. It was truly. So that'll be fun. I'm excited for that too. Thank you so much again.